0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International.
1: I want Christians to stop living with God as a concept. I want him to be real to them.
0: Coming up after nearly destroying her marriage, Casey Van Norman shares that no part of our life story is wasted.
1: I needed to experience the brokenness and the sorrow of my sin because that is where healing is. Because I'm speaking to Christians who feel disconnected in some way to the Lord because of their past.
0: Nothing wasted. Next on Life Today.
2: Welcome to you, James Robinson here, my wife, Betty. And, uh, you know, we're uh, we're approaching uh, anniversary 57. Hard to believe, isn't it?
1: We were just children. <laughs> <laughs> we were
2: just kids, you know. Still are, we're still kids. Yeah. This is an amazing journey. I, you, you don't call it like the kind of journey most people want, but uh, the title kind of summarizes reality. Nothing wasted. God uses the stuff you wouldn't. Casey has been through a lot of stuff. She's been through cancer, miracle. Kind of told her story here. She's been through real challenges in her life. And then in marriage, she, I mean, let's just face it. She tells you she could have wasted everything. Uh, you might say, if you get real honest about it, which she's totally honest, uh, she made a mess, but only God could prove the truth of that. Would you welcome Casey Van Norman to life today? Casey, good to see you. Thank you. So good. Right. A lot of story here. A lot and of story. It, it's captivating, so people get into it. It's going to carry him, but just, okay, you, you got a rough start. It mm-hmm. kind of probably set the stage for some vulnerability and some inappropriate action. Yes. But then you got a marriage
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then inappropriate action came again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it looks like you were pretty well digging a, yeah. an impossible situation. Yeah.
1: Yes, this is why this message is so important to me because our God is such an intentional God who designed every part of our life, of our past. It's meaningful, it's intentional, it's purposeful. And I think of anyone who would want to dismiss their past or disconnect themselves from their past experiences and relationships, it would be me. And yet I found the greatest sense of freedom and peace and really the reality of God in embracing those parts of me, even the worst parts of me. even the boring average parts of me, the parts that I I didn't want to look at, that I didn't want to take ownership of. And when I finally, truly allowed all of those pieces to become a part of my story, I could see God working to draw me to himself and Mm -hmm. all of these things. And things like a broken home and uh, a really chaotic, dysfunctional family and a father who left. And, And things that I think unfortunately are such a common story now. That and this, was
2: your childhood. That was my
1: childhood, yeah. And I grew up in the Bible belt of the world, East Texas, you know, and so it's really cool to be a Christian and easy to be a Christian. And that's in and of itself can become a drug, going to church, religion, doing the things of God that we completely miss God. And um, I had this really big moment, this crux of my life story when I was 15 years old because I really was clinging at everything to make sense of God and make sense of why I felt this deep self-loathing, rejection, abandonment, why it wasn't enough, why I had all those questions for God. And I'll never forget, I was 15 years old. I went to a True Love Waits conference. Do you remember when those were? That was a big thing back in the nineties. And um, it's a little ironic because they place about seven boys that look like Justin Bieber on the stage. And they say, (laughs) don't have sex with these guys. And so (laughs) you walk forward and you get this ring and it's to signify your purity and that you're not, you're going to keep yourself pure until you're married. And um, that moment, I remember walking forward, smoke and the guys with their hair and everything. And, um, and really meaning it, really meaning it at 15, as much as I knew in my heart that I was going to promise my purity to the Lord. And about three months after that conference, I was molested and raped by an older man. And, and that's not so much the story as, as is what took place after that. And this wounding that manifested itself in my heart and in my mind and to really think that you are not useful, but then to have a physical, um, experience of that, of, um, feeling so unworthy and so, uh, useless and like someone's garbage. Mm -hmm. Um, that did a number on my heart and soul as it would for anyone and has for so many. And I just used everything. I mean, everything you want to imagine, bought the t-shirt, went to the concert, Mm -hmm. um, did just to try to numb that, including church. And I just learned to play this part. And because I was really in love with the lie, you know, and I talk about that a lot in the book is how we can become really consumed with the lie because we've placed so much of our resources and our time and our energy into this thing. And if it's not true of us, which it wasn't true, but if it's not true of us, we've it's like we've wasted so much time. We don't want to deal with the reality of what's been happening. And that was me. I didn't want to look at this part of me um, that was bitter and angry because I really felt like I'd made a promise to God and kept it. And yet God had not kept his. Hmm. And, um, as, as crazy as it sounds, I can look back at this now hindsight and say, I even married my husband as another bandaid to try to distract others and myself from the reality of who I was and what I was going through and the depression. I remember, um, Justin is exactly, <laughs> he is a mighty fine cowboy <laughs> and he looks good in a pair of Wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes from good Baptist stock. I mean, he's a good guy and he came from this wonderful family. He didn't seem to have all the problems that I had. And, and uh, he had saved himself for marriage. I mean, he truly was a virgin and I had all of this stuff. I had all of this stuff and I couldn't bring myself to tell him. Mm. And I remember standing at the altar with all of this stuff and just hoping and praying that everybody would see him and his goodness, then it would deflect off of me. And I loved him. I loved him as much as I knew what that was, you know? And several years into our marriage, several babies later, um, depression later, I was addicted to prescription pills and I would find myself playing this part in the day leading ministries, leading Bible studies, leading worship teams, had a beautiful home, hosted lots of parties. And about two o'clock in the morning, I'd wake up and I would find myself in our closet, tucked beneath our clothes in the corner, hmm. sobbing. And, I, and it was exactly, who it was my, me as a child. Here I am, a 25-year-old woman, and I'm still this five, 10-year-old girl Um, completely insecure, feeling completely rejected, completely lost, and um, feeling like at the end of the day, eventually Justin was going to reject me if he knew all this stuff. Wow. Um, We had wonderful community, wonderful friends in our church, and I had a best friend, and I began to share with them, and they began to notice in me changes of depression and isolation and um, just a darkness in me and become concerned, specifically the husband, my best friend's husband became concerned and we began to talk. And at first it was just a, a bond, just an emotional bond or tie. He has experienced some of those things in his own life and his own childhood. And we just bonded in that. And, um, slowly over time, I really felt like, Oh, you know, maybe this was the man that I was supposed to be with. Maybe I missed it. Maybe in all of my mess, I wasn't supposed to end up with Justin. I was supposed to. And that's what we do. We justify our sin. And Satan's really tricky because we can even justify our sin for the sake of others. And I would use God and I would use not wanting to hurt my husband to justify this affair. And I was in an adulterous relationship with this man for three years in our church, in leadership in our church. And At the end of three years, I was a mess. I mean, literally, and I'm not trying to be over spiritual. I really am not. I was dying from the inside out because God doesn't let his children sin successfully. And I I really, truly was a believer, not the story of all this mess. Then I came to know the Lord. I really knew the Lord. I really wanted him to save me. And how in the world was somebody like that in this habitual pattern of sin in her life? I mean, it wrecks me to think about it.
2: Okay, so now you've got to think if all this gets found out, this guy's got to be gone. Right. So I'll catch everything I deserve. It's kind of you're really really digging your own grave, right? Yes, yes. And basically that's that's where you're living. Okay, Mm -hmm. what in the world happened? Because it just looks to me like it just, uh, from average point of view, it's just hopeless. Yeah
1: everything was exposed. She found the phone records, and there it was, this lie that we built, and our little world, our little fictional the world. The person's spouse. Yes, mm-hmm. my best friend. Way my to best go. Friend. Yeah. Totally spirit.
2: Yeah, it didn't take a real spirit field person to figure out how to tell you off, you know yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean you really you really messed up. Oh, it, yes. Am I helping you right now?
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, well, it's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, the devil is the telling truth. you what you no. are, you have to agree no, with I it.
1: I think this is so important. I'm so glad that this is what I go through in the book because it's I I, I needed to experience the brokenness mm. and the sorrow of my sin because that is where healing is. It's in this honest place, in this mm. purity. And you even see um, David crying out and saying, thank you for breaking my bones, Lord, that you can purge me into my secret heart mm. and clean mm. me with hyssop. Mm. Hyssop was a plant that was used for medicine.
2: So you weren't looking at your failure as something to be defended. You weren't trying to like defend yourself. You actually- Not at that really, moment. Okay, I was yeah, done. I done. was begging. Yeah. Okay. The
1: Lord, because I could not carry this thing anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, truly, you had to. I mean, live with this low
3: self-esteem. You didn't see anything good in yourself. Oh no. But I feel like maybe even me, God giving you the man that He gave you, you saw the goodness in Him, and maybe thought some of that goodness
1: would rub off. That's on exactly you. Betty. What I thought. Yeah.
2: But you couldn't really believe it would. But,
1: no. How no, could he possibly? I know. Yes. So here's here's what happened, and this is where the book really starts. This is 10 years ago. This is a yes, a decade of hindsight here. Here's Justin, and he is hearing this information and completely betrayed, and he is thinking everything that anybody would think.
2: And it wasn't like this woman came and redemptively dumped all this on him either.
1: No, he, Bow. right. Mm-hmm. And he wants to leave and he is angry and he is hurt and all of those feelings he felt. And I fully expected him to instead. And this isn't everyone's story, but this is my story. And this is how the Lord became real to me. And that's the point of this is uh, I want Christians to stop living with God as a concept. I want Him to be real to them, an experience mm-hmm. of them. And that came in the form of my man standing mm-hmm. there and saying, Hey, wow. I'm so hurt. And these were his exact words. But I don't know how to not love you. Wow. wow. I don't know how to not love you.
2: God bless him. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Justin. Justin.
1: It's <laughs>
2: <That's> amazing, buddy. <laughs> That's much of a man, Mm -hmm. but it's that man. Yes. So much bigger than you, in you. That's right. And I just admire you. Salute. Mm. I wish you pictures back there with this black (laughs) face. I look back here to see if it was, because uh, you're the real deal, man. Yeah. You let him be who he is in you, and I want to thank you, Justin. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for showing us that love for her. Thank you, James. Because, you know, I was already you know, doing the judge jury deal all by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, but I mean, and she's feeling the same way. And you showed us something so much greater and you showed her something so much greater. And now then as a couple, you're showing a whole lot of people something much greater. You've made your home into a haven. For the hurting, and you're trying to get God's arms around people, right?
1: Yes. yes and don't you yes,
2: have a ministry now that is, yes. is, is, is your name? If they want to know mm-hmm. how do we maybe get some help that you all are offering, where would they go online to find it? They can to go to it? my
1: website, caseyvannorman.org.
2: And you, you do have help in the College Station area, but yes. you also go out and speak. Yes. Go ahead and finish the story. I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off. No, it's I didn't great. mean to cut you off here, but you know I was fixing to leave. <laughs> 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 you know, this whole deal is that you showing—he's showing us Jesus, but it got on you.
1: Right. And that is where the gap was closed for me because there was a gap in my life. And I think that's a big part of the book as I'm speaking to Christians who feel disconnected in some way to the Lord because of their past. So it's, you know, there's messaging out there now that's saying we're not our past. We're not defined by our past, but as a professional counselor, I can tell you, it's just physiologically impossible not to be defined by your past. And there's something so liberating and clarifying when we take ownership and embrace those parts of us. And for me, This is where God was no longer a concept or something I just said that sounded good or a message. He was my reality because now I have this man um, who is, I have nothing to offer him. I have cheated on him, which is what we do, can do to the Lord. Just prostitute ourselves out to all these other gods and just cheat on him and run the other direction. And yet here is Jesus standing here saying, "I, I don't know how to not love you. To not love you would be to turn on myself, and I'm here to do the will of the Father, which is to love you. And that is the work of the gospel in our lives. That is the good Mm -hmm. news that on our worst day, in our most Mm -hmm. unlikely places, God is using that material, that resource. Not taken from somebody else's good day or bad day. He is using our, our life, our story. And for us to find the words and the language to put around that is powerful because it integrates us with who God is and it draws us into his will for our life. And I hope this helps readers do that. The
2: the book is so well written. Would you say thank you to God and thanks to uh,
1: Casey and Justin?
2: Uh, She just downloaded just so much truth. And what she's saying about, how God is this way and He takes the brokenness that we're treating and trying to, let's say, medicate in all the wrong ways and people trying to escape all the highs and getting away from reality rather than letting the Lord take that reality and make something incredibly beautiful and magnificent out of it, which this big mess (laughs) uh, proves it wasn't wasted. But you're talking about this the greatness of God enabling somebody to do that which you couldn't do like what Justin did uh, Casey, I've been hurt by, uh, even in my journey with the Lord, when I say, I'm going to go wherever you want, God, no boundaries. I'm not going to be bound by sectarian divide, partisan divide. I'm just going to love, and I'm never going to compromise knowingly your word. And what happened is God put something in me. I can't not forgive. And if this, in other words, you're talking about a God doing something so full of mercy and grace, he you saw it through your husband, and you had to receive it. And, and it was easier for him to give it to you than it was for you to receive it. But you received it. Mm-hmm. And that's the miracle. That's what mm-hmm. you want everybody to receive. Yes. It's what you're trying to share in counseling. Yes. It's what the story is. And it's, it's what all of you, I pray with all my heart that you'll understand that this great Jesus mm-hmm. can come in and live in us in his grace and greatness. Mm-hmm. Father, do it. Precious people. So much there that is painful and hurtful, often self-inflicted, but sometimes it seemed to come from the most unexplainable, unexpected places. God, heal. Mm-hmm. Let them see your greatness and your grace. In Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. If you want someone to pray with you, you see that phone number there, it's paid for by love. you realize that? Do mm-hmm. you know there's never a day goes by that more than 1,000, 1,500 people don't call. And they're saying, please, I want God's arms around But they're also saying, I want to learn how to put God's arms around others. Let me tell you what you can do right now. You can be the miracle like Casey didn't expect. You can be the miracle somebody longs for and never believed possible. And it will change everything. Would you like to be that kind of miracle that, Casey was for her. How about for someone that's really been abused and there's no way to escape without a miracle? There really wasn't for Casey, but there is a way. It's the way of love through you. And I believe with all my heart, you're going to want to be the miracle that you can be, perhaps for many. Watch.
3: We're standing here today on the edge of two countries, India and Nepal. And what you see behind me is a flow of vehicles, people. There's a lot of business going on out here. What we don't see so clearly, though, is the evilness, the darkness, because some of these people are actually being trafficked against their will. For years and years and years,
1: thousands and thousands of Nepali children, Nepali girls, and even m- older women have been trafficked into India, and from India they're taken into third countries like, you know, Middle
3: Eastern countries. So this is such a need for us to do, be able to do something to prevent this. So
1: our program allows us to install teams of people right at the border between Nepal and India.
3: Is that what these girls and the, the men in the yellow shirts are yes, doing? Yes, okay. that, that's our
1: staff. Okay. We have about 55 people okay. located in three different stations that cover uh, the three trading, major trading posts between Nepal and India. We've been able to rescue over 1,900 women, girls, and boys over the course of you know three, four years wow. from three different stations. So it's been a huge, huge success just to be able to uh, curtail
3: the trafficking Problem in Nepal. All day long, seven just days watching away. for girls. Yes. Seven days a week. Seven away. days a week. And any of you who are parents out there, the feeling that you would have to have one of your own little girls just tricked by traffickers. And let's just say for the next 20 years of her little life, she is going to be a slave to men, and they're never to be heard of again. That would break my heart to have my own daughter caught in a situation where she can't get out and just to be used and abused day after day, night after night, I think that would break your heart too. I know it breaks mine. We need to do something about that.
2: And we will, together. I I can't look at Ralph and these precious daughters that just beautiful girls and knowing that our mission director and overseer said goodbye to his wife not too long ago. And there he is, and these beautiful girls, his daughters are precious. There's a dad that is uh, just trying to put God's arms around the most overlooked, abused, hurt people perhaps on the planet. Would you please join Ralph, who goes right there and look at all these incredible mission workers that your love and your support make possible to support the outreaches. Not only there on the border of India and in Nepal, but all over the world. And in the sex capital of the world, most unbelievable home for trafficked children that have been totally changed, all by love. We have an amazing, Betty, this, is, this just stuns me. Some of our donors said, we so believe in this It's so important to us. Would you join with these people? Think about what they did. They stepped up and said, we'll give $320,000 as a matching gift, Betty. To everyone who will make a gift, we'll match it. And it takes an average of $128 to reach, rescue, and begin the restoration process. I always challenge our viewers, and you know I do this. I I want to elevate your thinking. If you can give 128 please do. It'll be double. You'll reach two. But I always say to our our viewers, could you possibly rescue 10? Could you give $1,280? Would you please? Betty and I will. And we know it'll be matched because of the love of people just like you. All right, what you do will be double. We have some beautiful gifts to send you to say thank you. We'd like to bless you. But you're giving the greatest blessing. You're giving freedom and life. Please, right now, go get your bank card. Would you do that? Or write a check, make it to life. Make it to life. That's what you're giving. Or get that card and go online or dial the phone number there that people are calling in for prayer. And that is paid for by your love. But would you call right now and say, put this on my card, knowing it'll be doubled. If you could help rescue 10 or even more, do it. Rescue one, it'll be two. Please, right now, you respond as God's leading you to, and you immediately become someone's miracle.
0: Thank you for doing it. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be doubled to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking, and the $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount we'll send you the faith hope love tea towel set these beautifully woven hand towels are a wonderful reminder to remain steadfast in faith hope and love each day with your gift of 128 dollars or more you'll receive the life-giving proverbs journal bound in genuine leather this journal is filled with wisdom and daily encouragement from proverbs featuring lined pages for your personal notes as you reflect on godly instruction to success in life Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children. And you may request our beautiful bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
2: You know, I'm believing with all my heart, the response is just gonna be just exhilarating. Just fill us with gratitude for your love. Pour it out on people that need it desperately. Sending you the beautiful journal that. The Proverbs, the wisdom of the Proverbs, the beautiful uh, tapestries, the hanging, we call them uh, cup towels. Some people call them other things, but they are beautiful. Faith, hope, and love. And you can hang them in a place that it'll, just to remind you of the faith, hope, and love that you've been sharing. And if you'd like to have Casey's book, you say, James, I know someone that needs that story or I need it. You just help us put God's arms around these precious ones we've been talking about and you say, would you mind sending me that? I sure would like to have it. Well, we'll send it to you. You can get it in the bookstores, get it online, but you help us help others. And you say, would you send it? You better believe we will. Thank you so much. Would you join me in saying thanks to Casey for <laughs> blessing us? Thank you very much. You. You. You're a blessing and thanks to Justin. Justin, you I want to send me your picture. Okay, buddy? I'm going to pray for you. Make more like you. God bless all of you.
0: I wish I could do more for Life Outreach International, but I'm saving for retirement. We have a plan that can help you do both. Contact Life Planning Services today. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without
1: restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.